Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
I love that song. I think that song just really invokes a lot of um, different things for a lot of different people, but it's perfect for today's show. Um, welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and my, I have a really special guest today, um, Aaron J. Morgat, who is also a very close friend and um, is here to talk to us about some amazing transformation things that she's been working on. And she's really kind of a very interesting person. She's working on a new reality TV show, which we'll talk a little bit about, but we can't really give everything away about it. But she's also, um, you know, a fitness trainer, actress. She's modeled, um, you know, mentors a lot of people. And I'll let her tell you a little bit more about what her background is because it's amazing. Um, She holds a Harvard Medical School CME, and um, it's just amazing. So, um, I'm going to bring Aaron on, and uh, if anyone is listening and would like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036, and the chat room is open. And for anyone listening today, if they would like to listen to any of the shows, they are available afterwards on iTunes and on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards. If you want to call us again, the number is 347 And with that, I am going to bring Aaron on, and we are going to talk away. Aaron. (laughs) Hi, Holly. Thank you again so much for having me on your show. I just, I love it. It's better than therapy. I just, I just (laughs) love coming on your show. It is such a treat. Thank you so much. Yeah, and besides that, it's like we've had, we've talked on the phone so many times too, so, um, yeah, it's like we always have fun when we're doing something. So why don't you do this, Erin? Um, besides being beautiful, Erin, oh, God, Erin's just drop-dead gorgeous. Um, she has a beautiful inside heart as well. And um, I'm going to give everybody your website, and then I would like for you to tell everyone who Erin is. Um, it's Erin, dot com, And if you go there, um, she is revamping a little bit of it. Um, so a lot of it isn't all completely up to date, but um, I know that you mentioned to me a little bit about that. But it's a beautiful website. I love the websites that you designed. Well, thank you. I don't know who did thank that. You. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, but I know that you're working on some really cool projects right now, and I would really like to let everybody know a little bit about that too, um, because I think you're, what you're working on right now, the reality TV show, is something that we can talk about a little bit as we get into other things. But why don't you let everyone know who you are and what you um what your greatest asset is there. <laughs> well, thank you and thank you for so all, welcome. The, all the all the wonderful compliments. You know, I, I usually when I when someone mentions that I, I'm the last person to you know, think that way myself. So we're all our own worst critics but um, you're you're equally beautiful inside and out, and I know that 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 catchphrase is, is being used a lot, but it really is true for you. No, yeah, it is so true. I, I just... It's true about you, and oh, that's so nice. You feel that way about me. Seriously, um, Aaron does so much for the world and so much to help people, and um, and I think it's really important that we let people know what you can do and that you're available for other people to um, work with them as a mentor, and I know fitness is really the key element 
in your life um, besides just being a mentor and also you were Miss United Nations. Um, uh, you just gave that up, right, that title, but you still retain the title as you were as Miss yes. United Nations. And also Miss Galaxy, Virginia, and uh, voted yes. the top 10 fitness trainers by Fit TV. And I know you've been working on some things. I you've been calling me and sending me pictures of your runs and stuff that you've been doing. Uh, I think that's so cool. But tell everyone a little bit about who you are, and um, and then we'll talk about the reality TV show because there's some really amazing people that are involved in this new reality TV show. And you're going to love the um, spots we have today from the Oprah Winfrey Network um, about social networking and stuff. So go for it, honey. <laughs> well, where to begin? Yes, I, I still retain the title of the uh, United Nations 2012 and 13, and um, the Fit TV that actually came out within the first year of the inception of Fit TV, which which was owned at the time by the Discovery Channel, um, and it, essentially it, it created a, a huge online training community called Fit Orbit, which was headed by um, Body by Jake, and everybody know every well, a lot of people know who he is, but um, yeah, uh, he. He was the person who actually corralled all of that in conjunction with my uh, friend Gilad, who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame in Hawaii. So that was about that was about oh almost a month ago, and I did a few uh, health and fitness seminars with him out in Hawaii, and he has a beautiful um, which he runs every year. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of wonderful memories from that, but. Um, the, and it also, in, in conjunction with that, you, you are absolutely right about fitness is, is actually my my first love. I, that's what I did. I mean, I continue to do. Um, it's my therapy. It's it's how I help people. Even though my first degree is in psychology, um, I always used to kid people when when I was training in the military, which this year I've been on hiatus from because of my crazy schedule of driving to Los Angeles and back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> crazy <laughs> and back town. And forth. Crazy town, we call it, you and I. Crazy it's, town. It's a town. Yeah. It's a crazy town, and I, I do call it a town now, so I, I feel pretty good about that. I, I'm like, I'm going into town. They're like, where are you going? I'm going to L.A. Oh, that's not a town. So, um, but but it's, uh-huh. it, it's it's wonderful uh, to, to be able to use fitness as a mechanism, as a tool to reach others, um, again, with the military as a trainer with them. Um, and I, I really want to get back into that when I can, you know, even on a very part-time basis. But um, that that's a big part of me. That fitness, health, um, just that all ties in together, especially as a female. I think when you are working out and you feel physically good about yourself, I think that carries into everything else. And when you let that go, there's something that you just don't feel as healthy as you just your your outlook on life I think is brought down a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's that's so important to to you. But that's that's a huge part of me and um that is something that uh doing probably forever. Um and, and I'm Oh I'm, yeah. Uh, I mean once you do it, Aaron, you know that. I mean it's like once you've exercised and you know how good it feels, you wanna do it. Sometimes people become so obsessed with it, but you can become you can, you can do it healthy like you do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you brought up a no. really good point. You'll probably be doing it for the rest of your life. I mean, 
I totally agree with you. I know what you're talking about. I'm right there with you because I know what it's like when I don't walk or I don't run or I don't work out or I don't eat the best food in the world. Maybe I go and get a, um, let's see, one of my many cupcakes (laughs) I eat. And um, even though, you know, you're not gaining weight from it because, you know, you can eat pretty much anything if you work out and you can tell everyone that. But, um, you know, it's like it's like the the health part, health side of it that suffers. It's not the appearance or any of that, but it's just more or less just like you know, your insides really know what you're eating. And um, I want to touch on that later, but um, I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, you are absolutely right. And as we all know, Holly's favorite cupcake is red velvet cupcake, which yeah, is, is, is if not. you look at the the the, and I have I researched. I do. I do a lot of research. People, I look. I I actually read things, and um, I that's that's part of my your favorite cupcake in this red velvet media. So, um, Uh which I also read that kind of turning this around. You are you are actually a a a PR media boutique uh, company. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really good at putting people together. That's <clears throat> that's really what I'm really good at, and I found that out. And it was really funny. I was having this discussion yesterday. I'm, pu- I'm really good at kind of just, you know, having the the gift of knowing people, which is really kind of cool. And what I mean by knowing people, it's like the people that would be kind of hard to get to because they've done so much and maybe they're a high-profile person or whatever, and that doesn't mean that they're not like us because they still do the same things we do. But a lot of times you have to get through certain people to get to them. Like I know that you're not really easy to reach one-on-one either, but um, you do make yourself really personal with, with now you've kind of done that. But I'm really good at putting, like if I see something, and I see, and I know it would be a really good fit for something else. Like I'm working on something right now that I really don't want to talk about yet, but um, it's it's a film, and I'm hooking that film up with somebody that I know is going to just go full blown with it. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's like you know knowing the people, and and it's great because I've had the I've had the opportunity to meet so many people in my lifetime so far that people want to meet and maybe interact with and this and that. And it's like, to me, they're just like normal people. And, um, and that's how we treat our relationships too. We don't, we don't say, Oh yeah, I'm so-and-so, you know, and this and that. It's like when I did that series, 50 shades of fame and fortune, that's what that was all about. That time then you were on that show. It's all about the different shades of fame and fortune that we go through. It's like, it's like I can't. I don't want to use certain people as as examples, but think about a very high profile person that just recently went through a lot, and it's just like the different shades of fame and fortune that you go through as you are, you know, you're there at the top and you're doing things and you're really giving back to the world, and then all of a sudden you kind of like we all trip and fall, okay? We all do in our life. That's just how bound to happen. We all make mistakes and stuff. But um, it's the rebounding and how you come back and how you hold your head up high and um, and the way that 
I think that we carry ourselves is really important to the world. Um, Absolutely. And I know you can relate to that, too. can be, I mean, we can be beautiful women and and model and this and that. And, And, I mean, I've met people that are just absolutely stunning aesthetically, but they are just so not very nice inside. And it kind of like it was really a turn off to me, but I yeah. tend to I t- I tend to have this like knowing that once I talk to somebody I know and I can tell whether I want to spend any quality time around that person or not. So yeah. I think that's yeah. a lot of it too. And um, people don't realize the people that are out there and that are making life happen for a lot of us. You know the great inventors and models and spokespeople and non and the nonprofits that are out there that are out there trying to do the best for the world. There are a lot of really amazing people behind the behind it. And you have to take it as that, as not as oh you know, like where it's almost an obsession where you and I just recently dealt with somebody that was very obsessed with both of us and other people. So um we <laughs> You don't go yeah. down that road, you know. It's like it's like don't use people's names to like get in somewhere or do something, whatever. Anyway, um, that's, that's just the number one thing true. I have. It's like credibility is the most important thing, you know. And 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 I think that you, with the work that you've done, have so much credibility and um, have a lot to give back to the world. And I think that this new thing that you're doing, which I know what it is, but we're not going to talk about it 100% unless you're ready to give away what the reality TV show is really about yet. Are you ready to do that yet or not? Well, not quite yet. <laughs> we, we, a little bit about it. Um, definitely, not, definitely not the the working title, but, but yeah, we can talk about yeah. you know, a, a general idea because I think, I think people, people actually want to know some. You know, some people that I've talked to, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think this this goes back to what you're saying about I think even being a person of integrity. There are mm-hmm. some people who, for whatever reason, that I know personally, they 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 question, they want to know um, how it is that a person who really isn't wasn't in the business to begin with, like me, has opportunities mm-hmm. come up. And I think it has a lot to do with that. Well, not a lot. I think it has everything to do with how you treat other people, what you put out there, and I hate these word karma, but but really, I think that's it because um, that's the only thing that I can explain. You know, when you help other people all the time, and I try to do this all the time. I mean, I'm even I'm, I've been sent scripts and things and to look at, and I'm, and I email them back and say, what do you want me to do with this? And they said, just please look at it. And I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. And it's I feel like humbled and honored because I'm like, I, it's just really interesting. They respect your respect your opinion, yeah. I had that happen to I, me the other day with a, with a very close friend who's publishing a book. She wanted to know what I thought about the book covers, which one would I choose and why, you know. <laughs> it's like... No yeah, pressure. no, it it happens, you know, and it's a compliment too. Oh, we want to say we want to give a shout out to um, 
the Letson family or anybody that's listening, because um, I know they have an interest on bringing you up here and doing some work with you. So if they're listening to, because I told them to listen today, we're here. Awesome. We're here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, you've worked. You've worked with some amazing people, and um, I know that you have. We have a common friend, you and I, Lexi, who is yeah. an amazing makeup artist. Oh my God, this woman. <laughs> She, she's just like unbelievable, and she just recently came out with her own own makeup line. And I know that she has with been with Pamela Anderson for years, and she's not affected by that at all. They're just really good friends, and Pamela's just like um, you and I. I mean, just a normal person. I knew Pamela when she first moved to LA when she had brown hair. You know, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> It's like Isn't that, it's incredible. Yeah, it's trippy. It's trippy, and it's really she's funny. Really but I've never met her in person, but 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 I've heard she's just yeah, exceptionally very helpful. And mm-hmm. yes, yes. And um, Lexi, what a great makeup artist she is, and what a great um, Alexis Vogel. Um, yeah. You have to look she's, at her stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, I I've had other people do my makeup, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I I just it, it's it's unfathomable. I can't even explain it. Her artistry, what she puts into her work, is incredible. And is this a shameless plug? <clears throat> no, it's not. It, it's really she's the best. And and when I mm-hmm. got her out a year and a half ago to do my first shoot, I was enthralled because. She spends so much time on on her craft, and and then with her makeup line, it's just she's just and she's so beautiful, and she's so oh, yeah. kind, and yep. she and, you know she introduced you and I, and in in a way, and and it's just um, she's a blessing, and when she she puts love into her products, I think that's the big thing too. So yeah, major big time, and I know that she wants to <clears throat> do a few projects, so. We're going to be talking to her pretty soon, too. So, see, it's like all in putting people together, which is really cool. See, if it hadn't have been, if it hadn't have been for um, Valerie, um, I wouldn't have, like, well, I would, have, I would have known who you were, but I would never have met you. Like, we never would have formed a friendship like we have. And then, That's right. And then um, to find out, then you were connected to Alexis and, and then you were connected to some other people that we knew in common. So you've been doing this reality TV show and working with some amazing people. Um, are we allowed to talk about who you're working with? We we can. Um, the the basic kind of show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, but let's let everyone else know because it's amazing. And you know what's funny? They've all, two or three of them have friended me now on, on Facebook, and we've been talking. Oh, I so, know. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And those things happen so. too. And 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 those things also, that 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 will happen. And um, it's it's incredible to uh, to have things like that happen. And also as as I'm learning more about, especially with the reality show, from mm-hmm. from the start of being cast into it to the selection process and all that, um, 
this has been a huge learning curve for me because there are a lot of people who have come out of the woodwork as a result. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you know how that works. And I don't oh, find that totally. Guilty. Are you kidding? I totally yeah. know how that works. <laughs> so, I get people um, that call me and email me every day that want to do something. And you know what? I'm really open for it. If you are out there listening and you're somebody that has something that would, they would like to talk about or whatever, just hit me up, you know, and um, email me and let me know and send me an email or call me because I'm very approachable. <laughs> you you are wonderful, really. You, know? you are wonderful. And, and, um, and I, I can't say enough about you. And it's, no, it's, yeah, no. I mean, you and I have talked when I'm having... I'm having breakfast. <laughs> it's a rare event for me. But but you, you asked know, about who's um, on the show. Um, who's on the show? Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Um, first of all, okay, this started about four months ago, and believe it or not, okay, the the, the premise of the show is um, it's about social media, but it's not a show. Yay! Yeah, I know, it's, but it's not. It's not. It's not like another show out there called Catfish, which is a great show. I've watched it a few a few times, but um, it's not like that. This one is going to be internationally involved. It's going to involve, I mean, completely factual stories, and not it's not about dating. It's about everything, and it's going to have men and women on on there. People, basically, people who we interact with. Um, Day to day or even weekly is going to be filmed out of Los Angeles. Um, they, right now, there are still we are up to six networks that are looking at it and they're bidding on it. Um, and we're doing more shooting with uh, uh, one of the cast members, well, my, my good friend uh, Dai Lee. She is in it, and again, they, the casting producer. Um, and the company, they actually, and I don't really want to say who they are, but they gave me pretty much full license to pick whoever I wanted. And as long as they submitted their audition tapes, and they did, they were okay with that. And then we kind of narrowed down the process. And um, my friend Emily's on the show, a lot of her friends who are actually from all over the world, Russia, mm-hmm. Ukraine, Poland, Canada. I mean, we have a lot of diverse people on this show. Um, Trevor Coppola is going to be on the show. Yay! Um, yeah, he's so and, nice. And he, he is so nice. I met him for the first time um, when we were shooting up in LA. He is so funny. He is a he's wonderful, and he I just couldn't mm-hmm. stop laughing. Um, he's great and just nice, nice person. And a all, musician everyone. too, believe it or yeah, not. He, he plays a cello <laughs> and he speaks Thai. And I said, oh, I know. Well, I, well, I think Italian that's a lot to French. do with his uncle, too, you know. He's he's related to the Coppola family, so that's kind of cool. He knows a lot about wine and and um, and culture, too, which is really cool. He's been exposed, yeah. so you've got a lot of that, so that's really cool. Yeah. And then the and other people that are on your show are very show, cool, too. Um, they, they are. They're um, another friend of... Uh, Friend of ours, uh, Michael Fampton, he's on the show. Oh, cool. Of course, I mentioned Dai Li, uh, my friend. She is from California. She is on the show. Um, a lot of her friends and my friends um, are going to be on the show. Um, again, you know, 
I, I don't want to mention everybody that's going to be in the show because I want to make sure that that um, not everyone is revealed yet. But those are some of the key mm-hmm. players that are on the show. But it's sufficient to say that everyone has their skill set to bring to the table, which is absolutely wonderful because this is another this is another like success story for social media. Um, basically, everyone on the show is involved in the entertainment industry, and I mean like a composer, an editor, film. I mean, you name it. We we could actually form our own company with all the people on the, on the show and be fine with that because we all have these skill sets. So it's really it's really cool. It's really cool. We have I mean we have a uh, um, makeup artist, a stylist, and they're all these are all people that are on the show as as a result. So um, it's going to be really really cool, and it's going to be filled with positive stories, but also it's going it's going to show all parts of social media um, from um, the drama, which you know that that's going to be part of real life anyway. It's going to show how use social media like like myself to network primarily um, mm-hmm. to make things better in the world and why it's so important. So that's that's the premise of the show. Um, and this fall is when it's going to come out. So I am I'm happy to uh, to be a part of that. It's a blessing, but it's a lot of work, but it's a blessing. So yeah, no, but it's all it's all really good stuff too. That. I think is going to bring about an awareness to a lot of people about social media. And um, with that, do you mind if we take a, a one second, bre- a few second break, and um, we'll come back and we'll talk more, a l- little bit more about everything that's going on. Absolutely. I'm gonna, fine. I'm gonna run a, run, a, run a few um, things here. Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. And if you okay. want to call in, we want to talk to you guys. Three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And like I said, the chat room is open, and if you tuned in late today, I have Aaron J. Mogart on with me, and uh, we will be back after this little short little break. Hold on a second here. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media. teach the most popular course at Harvard, the happiness class. He's a happiness expert and best-selling author, Sean Acor. Being successful doesn't automatically make you happy. Why he says you can rewire your brain for more happiness. They're actually the building blocks of how human beings can change. That's the revolution. I can be happier today. Part one of our two-week conversation that's going to make you happier. Super Soul Sunday. All new this Sunday, 11 a.m., 10 central. Only here. Another one of the suggestions I like that you bring up in For Happiness is the sending a thank you to someone, like yes. emailing someone. Yes, Tell we love this that. one. So uh, we got to work with uh, a couple social media major companies, and yeah. we had them write a two-minute email every morning. I hope everyone will do this today. Yeah. Write a two-minute email or tweet or Facebook message or text message praising or thanking one person you know. It's so simple. Two minutes is usually two or three sentences, and you do it a different person for 21 days. What we found, first of all, it makes you happy immediately when you do it. 
But the reason is great. It's 21 days later, when we ask you about your social connection, the breadth and depth of your relationships, you have incredibly deep social support. And social support, as I was mentioning, is as predictive of how long we'll live as obesity, high blood pressure, and smoking. And we fight so hard against the negative, and we forget to tell people how powerful a two-minute positive email could be. Does it have to be an email? Can you take, make a phone call? Phone call is even better. Even better is face-to-face, that eye contact. Oh, well. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the honor oh, class. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> honor. Okay. I think, that, I think that's so great. I think I just I, am super excited about um, seeing these shows. They're going to be great. And um, that is going to be Sean Aker, um, who's going to be on this Sunday with Oprah at the Oprah Winfrey Network. And also Oprah is going to be wrapping up her Eckhart Tolle um, uh, new chapter, New Earth. Um, it's going to be Chapter 10 this Sunday. So if you have been following make sure you check that out because it's going to be really fun. And uh, we're really happy to be able to be promoting them and working um, with them directly. So uh, make sure you check out OWN and uh, check out Super Soul Sunday this Sunday. I sound like an ad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, seriously. I thought that was so cool when I I heard the different – I was given a variety of um, clips, and that one clip when I heard it, was like, wow, that like goes along, that goes so much like exactly with what we're talking about today. And I had other other clips to choose from, like um, one about him talking about the glass is not half full and not half empty. And then the other one was through social connection. And I thought the social connection one was really perfect for what we're talking about today because that's basically what you're talking about you know, honoring people, acknowledging people, um, and then being able to work with people and encouraging other people to uh, be part of it. So, Yes. yes. Yeah. Getting back that, to you. <laughs> and excuse everyone, my voice is a little out there. I've been battling. I, I've had, like, I had that, I've had that flu for, like, almost a month. It's, seriously, I've had it for almost a month, and and now it's just on and off, but I'm thinking positive things and um, trying to uh, just let that part go, you know. And I've been praying for you too, so that I know you have. I know you have. <laughs> I love you for that. Um, oh, I love you for a lot of different reasons because well, I love you too. When you came on that show, um, when we did when we did originally the first show with you, and we talked mm-hmm. about fitness and about how you go around and you do a lot of training with different people and you actually have been asked to train the military and we talked about food and about um, how emotionally certain things can really affect us which I totally know about because I know how things have affected me in my life and how we just have to kind of recognize that and do healthier things for ourselves, which is yeah. what I think you encourage people to do. Um, let's talk about you being asked to go train with the military and stuff. That that there is an amazing um, thing that you've done. <laughs> Come on, that's that's I've actually. Um, I mean, I've been an athlete. I forever. 
My father was an athlete. He played. He was a catcher for the Cardinals for a couple of years on minor leagues before he went on to college and so forth. But it, it, the whole the whole athlete gene is definitely in, in my blood. My brother was a baseball player and so forth. So um, that that and being competitive, all of those things really helped me as as a child because I had a lot of bullying problems and so forth as a kid, but the leveling, the playing field, the level, the level of playing field, that was sports. Sports did that for me, and it, it carried me through and helped me with so many things um, growing up. And then, um, carrying on later with, with the military, I started training them in 1997 when I moved over to Sicily, Italy, um, Again, I, I spoke French. I took eight years of French, so I didn't know any Italian when I went over there. But um, just because my brain is like a Rubik's cube, and I it's like uh, learning another language is like candy to me, you know. I so I loved it. So I learned how to speak Italian over there in a few months, just because I needed to and I wanted to. I wanted to find out all about Italy and what was true, and what was not true. But it also helped me with the military because um, at that time. Not only was I was I training military commands, but I was also teaching group fitness classes to not only Americans but also the Italians who happened to work on the base. So I thought that was really interesting how that worked out, um, and it made it forced me into learning how to direct a class in Italian. So I, I just I just think that works in hilarious ways, and that that's one of them. But with the military, I started training them in 1997, and um, that I've continued with that until this last year after moving back here to California. Um, I, I, Hawaii was a huge part of that um, because I was heavily involved with training a Navy SEAL unit, um, a CDs unit, different commands, the hospital, corps, um, the admiral. I, I trained he and his staff twice a week. Um, I conducted uh, PRT sessions, which is basically testing and training the military to make sure they are fit for command. Um, I worked with a uh, sub-command for over a year and a half. I worked with another ship um, for a year and a half before they deployed. And this was every day in the morning mm-hmm. when the they did not really want to work out, but, but you know, they were required to do so. So... Um, it was it was just an honor, and I got I just have great memories of that because I mean that was just a couple of years ago, but um, it it in an essence uh, I was able to um, with one command lower their their running time down by about two minutes and thirty two seconds, which is huge for them because they were tracking it the entire time, and um, as a result I, I received a special award from the base admiral, and um, I was on one of their commercials. And it was just, it was really, really cool. It was an honor to to be able to do that. And people like that, you know, I I would also share my philosophies with them. And a lot of them were there without families. um, And they needed also probably some emotional support. So um, it, it just was fantastic to to work with them. And they were probably the nicest people to be able to train, and I trained a lot of mm-hmm. them, you know, um, off-duty hours, if you will. So um, that that continues to be just 
wonderful experience for me. And again, I'd like to get back into that because people, a lot of them, again, either they're on deployment or they're they're um, maybe they're separated from their family for whatever reason. They are looking for support, you know, not just physical, but emotional support, maybe just a kind word or, you know, anything of that nature. So that's that's been my experience, and I will continue to do that. So that's 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 what I've done with with the military. It's it's um, mm-hmm. and I'm only five foot, I'm only five foot two. So for me to to do commands, I had a command that was um, up to 230 people. So I thought that was really interesting. I felt like David and Goliath when I was training them, and they did exactly what I wanted, and that was really fun. So. <laughs> It, no, it totally. Me. Let me let me tell you something. You know, for you to go out actually and sit there and do that that type of training, it's intense because I know what goes into a little bit of it. I don't know it as much as you do because I have never been experienced in that. I've never been part of the military, but I know a lot of people that have, and I know that what you do is not an easy thing, and especially teaching men because um and I don't mean that in a in a kind of negative way. I'm saying men and women. Let's just say men and women. But mostly if you're you're training men and they're learning from you, they're pretty open minded and they're they're learning from experience. They're not having the ego doesn't get in the way. Do you know what I mean? It's like somebody said something really interesting to me about ego and you know I've I've always talked about ego for well We've talked about ego a couple times, but I never really quite realized what ego really means until I did an interview just recently where it was brought to my attention that ego is really not about if somebody, you know, comes to you and says something and they are very cut and they're going into ego. It's not about you. It's really basically about them and what they're feeling about themselves. They're just more or less putting it on you. So that's kind of like a little bit of what I've gotten to in my life so far today. And you going and teaching these men uh, fitness and, and, and teaching them what to do, they have to have an open heart and an open mind for it. And they want, or they're willing to learn, you know which is very important. So, I like that. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I lost you. Um, but yeah, it's it's um really it's really interesting. Well, it really and it's the day that you also I found that um there's a lot of talk about recently um, I think about people like in, in particular people who um, are huge celebrities and they, they basically state that in order for them to perform in a certain way on stage mm-hmm. whatever they literally have to become a different persona take on a different persona become another person for them to even do that for example mm-hmm. you know everyone knows the story about Beyonce but um, that really is the case because I know that even if I woke up in the morning and I felt like 
I really just don't want to get up because I would have to get up at 4.45 every morning and go train the military. And but, but it was like putting on a show because they want, they expect you there. They want you there and you have to perform. And it, it really was a strengthening component for me mentally because I thought, you know what, if I can do this, this is wonderful. If I can will myself into being this other person when I go do this, that's really a strength. And mm-hmm. as a result, you just kind of, you kind of, it's it's feedback in a way, and you become that person, and it, it just, it helps you a lot mentally. And even no matter what you're having that day, if you're having a bad day or a good day, you can actually, I think, call that personality and and bring yourself out of that bad mood or whatever. So I I learned a lot about that. And it was it's kind of uh to me it was like performing but um in a different way. But it, it definitely it definitely is true and that's for anyone who's listening. Um if anyone has a hard time motivating themselves about working out, uh, which a lot of people are like that. They they need accountability. They need um they need that. In order maybe and everyone they they know what to do. They just don't want to do it or they just feel lacking in their capacity. That's that's what you have trainers do with you. Or find a workout partner or, or someone who can help you get to that point where you you need to be in an accountable state and then um you can actually call that, that, that feeling and you know, eventually work out yourself. But but that's I think that's that's important. And I worked with so many people. They said, all I want you to do is just work out with me. I know what I need to do. I just don't want to do it. So <laughs> that's, and that's fine. There's, and there's, there's so many other things that people do that with, like even um, nutrition-wise. So it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're here to support each other. And I think that people, it's not, it's not, it's not a negative thing. I think people, that's why we're here. We're here to help other people. That's and that's what I do. And I think it's a blessing. So everyone needs help, and that's it's not something to be ashamed of. So yeah, no. And you know what's really good is you have an open heart, and we can recognize we can recognize that we can help other people, um, and that we're willing to. That's the important part, I think, because a lot of people don't understand that. There's a lot that goes into that, um, and your psych- I'm really interested in about your psychology degree and stuff. Um, how did that play into? How does that play into your every everyday life? And the fact that you speak four different languages and stuff. I mean, that's just that's just mind-boggling. My daughter's like that. Now, see, I can speak a couple, but she speaks she speaks like four or five different languages and. Um, She's pretty mm-hmm. young, so it's 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 a healthy thing for her. I think I think it gives her the barrier over the language breakdown too, doesn't it? I mean, have you been it in does. situations where you've really really wanted to talk to someone and um, you're able to do that because you know the language and 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 the culture part of it too is really important. Um, understanding different cultures that go behind different things, you'll understand people's personalities that go along with that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. People yeah. don't say. People say, you know, and I'm I'm saying, all colors bleed into one. I truly believe that. As in, you know, 
in a spiritual sense, in um, a, um, a sense of of humanity and all that, all colors lead into one. And but the people, some people, not the people, some people that have been raised a certain way or have been taught certain cultures are going to have to, you know, you approach every situation differently, right? So, I mean, you have yeah. to because in order to be able to get through to somebody and understand them, you have to kind of, like, understand what they've been through. Um, That's completely And why they the may have, yeah, and why they may have an issue with learning from a woman. I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that, I hate to say this, but, well, I dislike saying this. I don't want to use the word hate. I dislike saying. I dislike saying. It's your show, so go ahead. Some men, yeah, no, some men, and I mean this, you know, because I'm a woman, and I mean, talking with some men, it's really hard to be respected by certain people because not only one year, one you're attractive, and then you open up your mouth, and it's like they're like blown away because you're really intelligent and really knowing what you're talking about. And then the third thing is knowing how to keep it very professional, which people, people, you know, they, they sometimes think, oh, she's pretty, you know, whatever, I can mess with her head a little bit. No, they they know. You know, you set your boundaries with certain people and you have to. But I know that you've run into that. I know you personally probably have many, many, many times. And... um how do you have, handle that? Yeah. How do you handle that when you're well, training someone? When when you're training someone, like for example, well, for example, with the military, I I had primarily um, in Hawaii, most well in, in the cla- in the commands, of course, it was predominantly uh-huh. male. I'd have to say that um, overwhelmingly so, and they were the most respectful groups. I did not have any issues with them ever in regards to them being male, me being female, um, because uh, I knew that in order for me to gain the respect, I had to be as fit as them and much more so. So I, I knew that coming in, I was ready for that, and I made sure that I was always on top of that, no, ma- no matter what. And so as a result, they, even though they, they saw me and they, you know, they... They, they could have, you know, said anything or they could have been disrespectful. They they weren't because not only, I think it was a military thing, but I think also it was a, I, I see what you're doing and I respect that. Because there were a lot of men, most men I could out outwork out, if you will, if that's a phrase. But, um, um, and I think they respected that. And uh, I as a result, I never, you know, I never had a problem with them. And even in personal training, most of my friends, male friends, um, they were great. They were completely completely respectful. They showed up on time. They did what they said they were going to do and, and what they were supposed to do. And it was it was wonderful. And it was just they were just really, really respectful. Um, so that that has never ever been an issue really with anyone that I've trained on, on that side of it. And um they they just had a sense of respect for what you're doing, what you knew, and vice versa. So um, I, I thought that that was, that was wonderful. Now, I, since moving back here to California, I do have to say that there are some people that I've encountered that that's not the case. 
and they feel threatened by your intelligence and they feel threatened mm-hmm. by your persona and they feel threatened by the fact that um, because you are a positive person and you have a kind heart, which I do, and, and you know that, um, that they feel like they can maybe take advantage, take advantage of that. Take advantage of you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? That's when yeah. that's when it's the knowing that comes into place. I mean, it took me years to do it, Aaron. I mean, seriously. When I when I came to LA and I was I was modeling and um I was the new girl in town and everybody wanted to know who I was and what I was and do this and do that and be part of this party and that party and hang out with this person <laughs> and whatever. I was just like, you know, um, when they saw that I had my own, I set my own boundaries, then they kind of like were like taken back a bit. Because there are a lot of people that will just go along with, with whatever anyone tells them, which is uh, very sad, you know. It's sad and, it's, it's, and that's where integrity comes into play and... Mm-hmm. Um, living, living on both coasts, um, and living over in Hawaii, living over in Italy, you know, you learn a lot about cultures and men. And you mentioned a, a really good point a few minutes ago about um, knowing your culture. Now, in Italy, that's a whole other ball game because we lived in Sicily, and there, both men and women thought that the woman's place, honestly, was really in the home. And you were not to be out. Oh, at totally! Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, I you're from the most beautiful part of Italy, but you know, it's just culture. Culture has a lot to do with it, and um, yes, I think a lot yeah. of it also has to do with um, you learn. But you know, what's funny is, um, I know from my own personal experience and being involved with somebody from another country and a whole different religion. We won't even go into religion and um, (laughs) culture. Um, That really, really, really impacted my relationship with that person. And um, to the point where it was just because, because family, sometimes family is more important to them than their own than their own family. It's like, you know, yeah. their their mother or their father or their brother or whatever, which is great because that's how they were raised to be. But um, sometimes the crossover just kind of gets a little, it makes things a little messy. And I think that we learn from that, you know. And um, that's where, you know, you learn and you're open with your heart to experience so many different things that, I think it's in, with the, within all the hurting and all the learning that we've had to do, we become stronger, right? So I think that that's what makes us stronger uh, as that, women that's, and empowered. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Because I um I have a daughter and my ha- my my ex husband was a French Moroccan and um a different a different religion well, entirely yeah. <laughs> Jewish also. Which is which is beautiful. Jewish religion is absolutely wonderful and amazing to me. Um, yeah. And uh, it was so different because the culture was was hard. And um, but you know we got through it. But then you know, I think it all takes you know a different kind of personality. They're very um, 
not they, I shouldn't say they, he was very uh, strong-willed with his with his uh, upbringing and the way that he was brought up. So it really impacted my relationship with my daughter and with him. So needless to say, I was a single mommy for many, many years with my daughter, which is, I would never give that up or change that in any way possible because I think I learned a lot from my daughter as she grew up. Yeah, you know, kids are amazing, you know, so I know that, yes, so that there is like the crossover part that I'm talking about, you know, that's my own personal experience, and then also traveling so much, Um, and then in other countries, you know, like you said, you were, you know, where, where you were from, and where you grew up, and where you were at, so you go there and you see people and you know when I was in India and meeting people that didn't have even really a house to live in yeah, you know yes. it, it was like very yeah. humbling for me and um especially Africa too yeah um, yes you know and you become so grateful very you know you become and more grateful in your heart you know that you're able to do something for the better of the world, maybe. So what you're doing by training people and giving them the knowledge and giving them the opportunity to learn something that they have never learned is important. And with doing that, don't you feel like you give, you give almost, it's like giving a part of your heart away in in a sense but for me, it's like it's it's empowering, and it's you get it back, you get it back, and that's even with with the social media aspect, and uh, you know, all along it with with um, the social sites that I'm on, from the onset, it's been about networking. I mean, initially, it was a little bit about, I mean, it is about friendship, but then as you cultivate that, it, it does become networking. But to the point where people are are wanting you to help them promote whatever and I like that I think that's I love doing that because they get they get a lot out of that I feel good about it you know mm-hmm. and um, I just I think it's it's giving it's helping it's just helping it's positive um, you, you know even even with uh, a lot of the uh, independent uh, filmmakers uh, there I've helped out with about four different projects um, I have a friend who used to work for Vogue Italia as a photographer, and he just put out a, a book. And I just like that because you know what? It, it is going to come. It will come back to you. And that's not why I do it, but I like to do it because it feels good. And I felt like that, um, especially with the military, and with even li- living in Italy, because there were the women over there. You could tell that they really wanted to like become more progressive, but a lot of them were held back because of the culture and the religion and so forth. And I could see that, and I respected it. Um, but then when you talk to them face-to-face within your own villa, you know, you, you could hear their mm-hmm. stories. And they were really, really strong women, strong women, and I respected that. And I thought, man, if I ever retire anyplace else, I'd love to be in Italy. <laughs> Because they're just—it's just amazing. 
there's some strong oh, women are from there, you know, and mm-hmm. even going up to Germany and, and all that. And um, it was just for the language barrier. As long, as long as you can learn some of it, especially in Italy, they will love on you and they will appreciate the fact that you're trying. And I just, I just really, just really have such good memories about that. And, and I, when I came back to the States, I could I could tell that you know the United States was a little arrogant, should we say? And you know they we a lot of things we well not a lot most everything here we I think we take for granted. Um, so I think a lot of that changes your perspective on people and gratitude, as you mentioned. Um, and I have not been to India yet, but I'd like to get over there. And, and oh, it's yeah, amazing! Think, it's so amazing. You know, one of my favorite movies I think that I saw recently, and not because I could, not because, not because that I was ever in that position, but um, I could relate to the traveling part of it and the and the spiritual journey of it was the Eat Love Pray movie, where she went to Italy, she went to India, she went to um, what was the third place? Oh, Bali. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, it was just like, you know, um, the different culture, and you get to see, and you can live, and you can laugh, and, you know, your life can be so much, you can have so much more exposure and so much more um, richness to your experiences, and you don't have to travel to be able to have that. Just educate yourself. Like you said, you do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times doing research gets me in a lot of conflicting conversations <laughs> with people <laughs> because it's like I don't always believe everything I read, but it used to be where I'd be reading something and then my um, uh, business partner um, in L.A., he and I would say, okay, let's go. We'd be talking about King Arthur's Castle and the next day we'd be on a plane going there or Crop circles, searching for crop circles. You know, I had I had that I had that ability to be able to do that then, and it was really, really amazing for me because it really taught me a lot. And that's the part that I think that my lesson this time around is supposed to be. I'm supposed to learn more about different cultures and about um, how, like I said, all colors become one. Um, in the end, we're all the same, you know. We all have our, we all have, um, you know, even though some people are very heartless, sorry to say that, but we all have a heart. We all have a conscience and ears and whatever. So, That's so true. That's so true. It's like choosing what you hear, you know. It's not like cherry picking. Like I have a lot of people that just cherry pick in conversations. Like for any of you that are listening to this interview, it's like I hope you're getting something out of this or hearing something maybe that might resonate with you that inspires you. Right, Aaron? Absolutely. I mean, you well, know, because, because especially um, people, I think, just need to, to know that um, I think our, our society is becoming way more cynical. And I was on another show recently, and we were talking about social media and how 
people really are becoming much more narcissistic. And I think that's hopefully going to not increase. I hopefully hopefully it will die out soon um, because I think that that is causing a lot of people their hearts to harden about certain things. And um, once you get in that kind of state, then you really can't have that same ability to help other people. And that's that's the thing that I was most afraid of moving back to California, especially going up to LA. I did not want that to happen. I wanted to be able to retain, you know, that sense of um, wonderment, if you will, and not have to deal with all the the disparate parts of, of Los Angeles. And so a lot of that, you know, it's it's, it's been a learning learning experience um, with dealing with, you know, the, the people, I think, in the entertainment industry. But um, you have to maintain, I think, a sense of, separateness when you're dealing with that kind of population, in my opinion. Um, and just take it for what it is and make sure you you retain your sense of self, your your morals, your your spirit, and, and not let anyone rob that of you or from you because that can easily happen. That can easily happen, I think, to anyone, especially once you put yourself out there, especially in social media. If you put yourself out there, like like I do or you do, Holly, you know, you're you're kind of you're putting yourself out there to help and some people don't recognize that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you need to do to um curtail that. But overall I think as as especially as females, that we will be able to retain our sense of respect, dignity and con- continue to help other people despite what others um, try to do or say, and again, you know, with this show coming coming out, you know, I've heard that's one of the things the casting director said. He said, "I hope you're ready because it could be a really hard thing to do a reality show." And I said, "Well, I know that. You know, I have a couple other friends who are doing it." And he said, "No, really, you need to be prepared." And I said, "Well, I'm as prepared as I can possibly be." So that's you know, that's it's just going to be interesting to. To, uh, to see what happens with that. So, mm-hmm. What are you currently working on besides your reality TV show? Are you working on anything else right now? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, working on, I'm working on a book. I'm working on my, uh, my degree in sports medicine, which the military paid for part of that. And I should have been finished by now with it, but because of moving here, that's been put a little bit on the back burner. But... Um, yeah, I, I actually um, I am working on my master's in uh, sports medicine and eventually um, my Ph.D. So that is also another thing that I want to do. And in addition to that, um, I'm looking at different uh, business uh, ventures. I've even considered looking into becoming an agent, uh, possibly. I I don't know. Every every week, I have more and more people come to me asking if I will represent them, etc. And I said, "Well, I'm not. I don't have no time. I'm not an agent." But um, I'm I'm looking into that because I'm looking at it from um, a different perspective completely. I have a lot of friends who work for some very major um, 
agencies in LA and, and throughout the world. And I don't know. I think I think again, things can be differently can can be done differently with that too. So it's it's kind of like whatever your heart leads you to do, you, you can become if as long as you work towards that. And um, in addition to that, I'm doing a couple more photo shoots. Um, one up in the Palmdale, Lancaster area with a very famous photographer who travels around with different uh, rock groups, and he is their photographer. So that's coming up. I'm doing another one with what photographer very, are you working with? Because you know I work with almost all the rock and roll photographers. Pretty well, much. His name is, who? His name, his name is Jofer Bautista. I don't know if you know who he is, but no. Uh, I've worked with Bob Groen, Mick Rock, um, Baron Wallman, um, oh, wow, James Fortune. I mean, they were all the people that did Woodstock and then worked with all the people, you know, like the Blondie and Bowie and stuff like that. But there are a lot of really amazing photographers out there that are so talented and I've done shows on photography where I've actually had Al Satterway you know um, yeah. Valerie's husband who's an expert yeah. in Kodak and you know and stuff like that and we've talked a lot about photography and how photography is and and um, it's really interesting because now that you're talking about this I want to bring up something um, I was reading and talking and finding out more um, about Tarantino that, um, you know, what he really wants to do is he really wants to just write scripts and and books and stuff like that. He wants to mm-hmm. retire by a certain age. But he's saying that he may retire earlier because of all the digital stuff that's going on with films that it, it's like we're losing, we're losing a little bit of the richness of being able to go to the movies and see a movie like in the movie theater. It's great to be yeah. able to have two movies online, Netflix and cable and stuff like that. I mean, think about all the all the really great things that we've been able to um, see that we normally wouldn't have been able to see, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so that's the part. That's the part that's really starting to hit a lot of people. It's like for me, I like books online, but I also like to hold a tangible book, hold something in my hand to read and look at and hold and touch. I know that we've gone off on different subjects here, and I want to apologize to our audience if they um, are confused. (laughs) But we just kind of like are covering a little bit of everything here. And if you do want to call in and ask Aaron anything, we're going to be on the Air for a little bit more three four seven six seven seven one zero three six, and um, if you're in the chat room, if you've tuned in late, this is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and um, the show will be on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, how has this is a question I have for you because we're doing it. I actually was interviewed and being at and asked one time how I felt social media was helping um, with, you know, uh, promotions and stuff like that. And I really felt like social media was really important. And um, I was interviewed for like a good hour on a radio show about social media and mm-hmm. um, and entertainment. 
Uh, but I want to ask you, you now, how has technology, let's say technology, like films, YouTube, direct, you know, all the stuff that we're doing, how has that yes. affected your fitness training and your other projects that you work on? I mean, has technology definitely enriched it or has it kind of hindered it a bit? It. I've always been a techie person and even... I've, I've actually had a website with, which has undergone many changes, but I've had a website since 2003. And um, I worked with someone um, out of San Francisco, even back then, in regards to branding and all of that. And I always, I just, I have, I have this incredible foreknowledge. I am a lifelong student. And um, this individual's name, Art Rossifel, he's out of San Francisco. And he was one of the first persons who talked about private label branding, especially for fitness trainers and, and all of that. And, you know, and he and I would go back and forth and we would talk about technology, how it's helping. And I personally think that for me as a trainer, I, I love it. I've embraced it because it's made my job so much more easy, more concise. I can reach so many more people. Um, it, it helps you create like uh, accountability, um, not only nutrition plans, but workouts, all of those things. And, and that's why I say there's absolutely no reason why people can't work out. They have all of these tools at their disposal, everything. Um, and for me, I, I, I think technology has helped tremendously, especially um, elite athletes, because I'm also a CrossFit trainer, and that's another thing that's on my list to do is to open up my own CrossFit box because it's not a box mm-hmm. gym, but that's that is on my. I have, as you know, I have a list of about 433 things that I want to do. That's all. So that's one of them. Um, but that that is is something that um, with CrossFit, you, can, you actually technology has helped even with that because um, with performance training and training elite athletes. There's so many mechanisms that you can use now to measure VO2 max, nutrition, um, oxygen consumption, and it's, it's really it's helping create better people, better athletes, especially when you are um, working in the sports medicine field, which I am, in assessing people and their secondary risk factors, switching over to a medical standpoint. You can use that now to assess people, and it's just it's much faster. In the old days, you had to go through a physician. You still do, but it would just take forever to get clearance for a lot of you know clients, and a lot of doctors didn't want to do that. And you, you just spent literally a month trying to get clearance on a lot of people. And now it's just it's just faster. You're able to, to see more people, more patients, or clients. And for me, I mean the 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 technology as far as the software is just impeccable because you can you there's you can put your output as far as a trainer is much greater with the technology including um the the, the Garmin watch is not I'm not a I'm not an affiliate of that company but um from heart rate monitoring to linking that up to your computer so you have all of that at your disposal and so that's why I think we're seeing much greater um athletic performance, and it's not necessarily due to anything maybe nutrition-wise, but it's, it's due to the fact that 
we have all these things at our disposal to see quickly, and we can we can assess it. We can check, especially like I have a really good friend who's a running coach. Um, he is he's an author, and we were talking about that as far as um, measuring someone's running stance, their gait. He can look at their their profile and look at their their um, their way of running and change it up within just a few days because he can look, he can assess their breathing pattern and all that. So it's it's really incredible because the human body is a machine and using that in conjunction with technology, it's, it's a total win in my book. I think that it's it's such a help. So I don't, I don't look at that as a detriment at all, um, not a bit, because I think the more that we know, the, the better we are in, in many regards when it, when it comes to that. So I'm a proponent for it. I always have been. Um, I'm always looking at the newest thing, especially for fitness, and I, I just I think it's incredible. I I think that uh, it's, it's always been a help to me. So, and, but I'm like you. I like to have a book. I like to have tangible reading, you know. But um, there is something to be said for having all those apps <laughs> for iFit or running or whatever to keep you in check because I think those things really do help quite a bit. So. That's, yeah, no, that's absolutely. I mean, think think about this interview. This interview is um, a internet radio station, and a lot of people talk to me about internet versus um, hardwired, basically like a studio. Well, right. I have my own studio, and I run everything through the studio, but I happen to do it over the internet, which has the way of reaching people in places that I would never be able to reach because I'd have to be simulcast other through other networks. So I globally reach um, 20 to, I mean, this, this show here, the demographics are, it reaches anywhere from 20 to 30,000 people globally. And, you know, I mean, when I look at the, look at the way people are listening, it's really funny um, because I can actually see how they're listening, what they're listening on, whether they're listening on a smart device or they're listening on, you know, on the Internet or if they're listening or they download it. And that's yeah. why the downloads are really important. And I let everyone know that this is a podcast afterwards and it's a free podcast. Um, and they can get that afterwards because you wouldn't believe how many people download. I mean... I had one show. I'm sorry, my voice is um, a little raspy. It's it's that flu thing kicking again. It sounds but it um, sounds sexy, Holly. Go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound sexy. I know. Um, but what I was saying was, I had one show. I had like almost 166,000 downloads of one show. Now wow. think about think about think about if I actually charged 99 cents. I download, which I don't. I don't charge for my shows. But just think about it. I mean, really, seriously. I mean, it's That's funny. Incredible. And, um, you know, you know who's going to... Usually it's like, you know, promotions, which comes into what I do. But it's like just doing it the right way and making it happen. It's very important. And uh, I think that Internet... Radio is a really cool thing because it gets to people. 
Like there's even third, okay, we're talking about third world countries that are going to be able to hear it because maybe they're listening to it. If somebody has it on whatever, there are computers and they do have things in other countries and they are able to listen. I had one woman tell me she was listening to me in Japan the other day. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting, you know, how it's, how I kind of get all over the place, you know, without even well, leaving my studio. It, it, it's wonderful. And uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, too, you were asking what else I was up to. On yeah. that note, um, I have known um, this individual for for about six years now. Um, he is the the CEO, the owner of um, a company called iAstra Broadcasting Corporation. And he came out with this thing years ago. And um, I became like a, a sub-agent, if you will, Back then, and I kind of did other things in between. And, and anyway, um, in March, he he let me know that he was all ready to go live with his uh, podcasting uh, company. And um, now I he made me the director of business development and a a spokesmodel for Iastra. And um, naturally, promote them per se. I mean I, I guess I could but but anyway um he built this up because he's a huge technological person and he's originally from Canada and um just extremely intelligent. So he he's been working on this for for years now, put in millions of his own dollars and um with that he has now the capacity to with with the channel that I have which he gave me um, I can do my own workouts or whatever, whatever. I could come see you, Holly. We could do our own live broadcast, and it would reach. He has the server capacity of uh, up to, I believe, it's 30 billion people. I mean, it, he has servers everywhere. So, yes, this technology, this is a prime example. It can be, we can we can blast ourselves everywhere, but you have to remember <laughs> that could be a good thing or it could be a really bad thing too. So. It has to be taken with that that kind of that kind of knowledge, and um, I just think it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal because um, he and I were talking the other day about about this, about the capabilities of technology and what that means to TV and um, films and and supporting that. And you know, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of TV and film is going to be supported by independent broadcasting like Hulu and different companies like that. And YouTube and and all, and eventually, it, I think, you know, the, there should be, uh, when when you're downloading something, you know, there's a lot of things that that you should do for free. But I think um, uh, Netflix is a prime example. That one, look at look how well that's done, and that's that's not even through TV. So I think that's how technology has changed how we look at things. Instead of watching TV, we watch our computers, and I think that can help a lot of people, and as a result, information can literally be sent out within a few seconds. I mean, it's just incredible. It really, really is incredible. Mm-hmm. So, so yes. Yeah, I think that um, your book sounds interesting. What is the book going to be about that you're penning? The, the book, the 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 title. Working title for me, and I, I can put that out there. 
because I went I went to uh, college on a, a cheerleading scholarship. I'm calling it cheerleader, but it's it's basically just about my life experiences from you know as a kid all the way through, and and just what it's like to be a female um, growing up with you know different different challenges, different hardships, and you know how you overcome those, and 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 how how you deal with things um, in life, and so it's 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 an autobiography, but and I'm I'm still working on that, but. I've lived a really strange life. My parents were both educators, and I and you know they were kind of bohemian, I think, in their approach. And um, my dad was an architect and an artist. And my mother, she's still alive. She's a math professor, and she's retired now. But um, she's one of the first female graduates at Notre Dame, and I used to go with her to her classes. And it was just kind of interesting, strange. You know, I had a really strange upbringing, so. Um, Kind of just neat, neat things, uh, and some not so neat about things that, that happened to me growing up, and how that influenced me now, and um, and just to help other people, help other, especially um, females, that they can do literally anything that they set their mind to, and as long as they have a very strong support system, especially with family and and other people around. So that's what the book is called. It's called Cheerleader, and and going to be about hopefully helping others, touching other people's lives, and, you know, and I, 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 I'm I excited about it. I've been working on it for a while, but that's that's coming up, so. Yeah, no, that's cool. So now, when are we looking at this reality TV series um, possibly being picked up? Because I know you said there were a lot of people that were um, looking at that. Yes, um, we are doing the final. We're in the final stages of shooting the uh, the sizzle reel, which we're doing that in a week, and we've done a lot of editing, myself and um, some other people involved, uh, Dylee and myself, and um, that's a very difficult job in and of itself. So when I say I'm learning, I'm it's, li- it's literally on the job training to me because. I'm not an editor, but I know what to look for, and so um, I we've been doing that, and that'll be done um, within the next couple of weeks. So I'd say by the end of June we'll be done with that, and then we'll uh, be signing with one of the networks because we'll have that that civil so we'll all put into place, and we're talking to people from CBS and NBC. Um, Bravo, different different networks in regards to that. But the the big three lifetime, not the big three lifetime. Hello, Aaron. You just know uh, the big three reality TV show uh, networks that are out there. They're they've already looked at it, and and they were the ones who wanted to do it right on the onset. But um, as of with anything, you know, finding sponsorship and funding for a lot of different projects, especially when you're first coming into it, they want you to fund it yourself. So We've we've done that and uh, it'll be done ready and ready to go and by uh, mid June so this fall is when we will be uh, filming it starting the filming. Oh, that's so. awesome. Well, you know, I know you work on a lot of different things. Um, do you have anything planned? I mean, how how are they? How many how many segments have you filmed for this? Is it just one? Is it a pilot or? Um, one, we have enough for then... pilot. 
Oh, we have cool. enough for pilot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I have another friend who's um, she's actually like my life coach. Um, she has a lot. She's from Atlanta. She um, she's a model. She lived in Milan. She's beautiful, and her husband is a retired NBA player. And um, she's been approached to do the Real Housewives of Atlanta, of course. And she said, absolutely not. Twice. <laughs> but she has friends who are in reality TV, and a lot of um, the shows, they don't even have to have a sizzle deal. They go, they film their own pilot, they take it to the networks, and it's a go, you know. So it doesn't, that process doesn't always have to follow, you know, the same way. So, but a lot of it is, I mean, things now are different. A lot of the networks, they really want outside investors. They they want they want you to do that. They don't want to, to put the money up front. They want you to do it, which is fine because that way you have more creative control and you're able to have that um, at your disposal. You don't have to give away your power, your ideas, your creativity. And you and I have talked about that. So in a way, this has really been – I'm glad it happened the way it did because otherwise it would have been being on a reality show and have you know having – limited creativity and being asked to do probably some things that maybe you didn't want to do or or just giving a lot of yourself away. So I think it's a blessing. Yeah, that no. Yeah. That's so, that's so cool. You have that opportunity to do that too, you know what I mean? Um, do you have yeah. any traveling in your future planned? Um, I know you're planning on doing a little bit. I Hopefully I'm going to – well. Other than traveling into town, L.A. and back, um, mm-hmm. I would love to come up your way. I'm going to head back to the East Coast maybe in June. I'm still involved with the United Nations. Um, with um, It's called an ICDL program. It's an NGO program through the United Nations. And almost two years ago, I was given um, a, a, a pass after a lot of paperwork and clearance and things, to be a representative for Indonesia for their their program for women and children, in particular the children and computer literacy. Now, I know that sounds really, really weird, but again, none of that would have happened if it wouldn't have been for social media because I promoted a certain group for a, a good year and a half. As a result, they supported me they knew at the time I was living on the East Coast, they said, we need a representative to go to the UN if we need you to sit in on meetings for this particular program for an NGO. And I said, I'd love to. I think that's exciting. And lo and behold, you know, I filled out paperwork. And so I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that for for uh, Indonesia, which, you know, again, there's, there's a lot of, you have to be careful, but... It's something that that I think is is really cool, and um, you know I'd like to continue my work with that. And I also work with foster children and and a lot of other special needs uh, programs too. So the traveling will be primarily within the United States right now because once we start filming with the show, that I'll be confined, you know, with it, probably to the state of California, and but maybe not. So we'll see. I'd love to get back. I'd love to get the Well, I'm Absolutely. going to be in LA, so we'll have to come back up here to do that. But um, I'm going to be 
<laughs> going to be coming to L.A. too. But not yeah. like the crazy part of L.A. So um, No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's. That's really cool. I mean, I I know traveling is really a big deal because we get to cult, you know, um, get a lot of different things that are going on around us and 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 broaden our horizons and stuff. I plan on um, I plan on. I really wanted to go to Canada sometime this summer because Canada is so beautiful in the summer. Um, and I like That's British Columbia. I've never so. been there. I've never uh, been there. Absolutely beautiful. It's so beautiful, and I feel like I need to go there. And um, my, you know, one thing I do want to do, I want to take a trip there besides um, relocating and stuff. So it's going to be really, it's going to be really a great, I think this is going to be a really good summer and a really good um, year. I think that the end, I think that we're, now that we're halfway through the year almost, I think the rest of the year is just going to be kind of like an adventure for all of us, you know. So, I think so welcome too. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Holly World. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, Holly World. You know, my Holly um, World. <laughs> seriously, I think it's really funny. Um, it's really funny. I had a nickname when we were talking about, you know, personalities and how people thought of you and this and that. After. Um, I worked with people, and they saw how hard I was working and um, the events I was doing and stuff. I was nicknamed the Hollinator. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. The Hollinator. Well, that I makes laughed. sense. I just laughed so hard when I heard that. And uh, <laughs> I do so much. I mean, it's like I'm nonstop. I I. I mean, I'll be up till three or four in the morning, still doing PR and you know talking to people in other parts of the world, trying to get stuff done. But um, lately, I've been going you to bed really both. early. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm not getting old. I'm just I've been going to bed really early. I think it's because I've been not feeling my best. But you know yeah. what? It's all in my head. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. It's all in my head. My perception I'm, is I'm, my reality. I'm okay. I know, <laughs> but I wanted to say to you, uh, thank you so much for being here, and I know that we extended it, and I hope I didn't, like, cut into your day and everything totally mess no, your it, schedule I love up. It. The, last, the last time I was on your show, um, we went over, and it was it was so fun. It was shortly after I moved back here yeah. for, the, for the fourth time, and um, You've called I in thought, a couple shows, too, yeah, that I've done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, that was really fun when you did that. Well, it, it's it's fun to do, it, especially when you know. Um, I, if I know, if I mentally, because I, I like you, I have a lot of things going on. So even though I know something's happening, I don't always like know. So I, I my attention is diverted. But yeah, I'm, I've called in the future shows, and it's it's fun because I love talking to you. You just make everyone feel welcome. And Aww. love, and I felt I felt that from the very beginning. So I I really appreciate you and what you've done for me and the people that we know, everything, and and I can feel that about you and your persona. So I just anyone who's listening, Polly's a fantastic person. So uh, just just pray for us, pray for us. So yeah, yeah, pray for us. We need that right now. Okay, <laughs> we do need we do need a little bit of um. A divine intervention. 
you know. Um, I think I think that that's important. Yeah, I think that that would be a cool thing to have in our life. Um, I know that quite a few people that um, are really interested in working out and stuff like that, and they want they wanted they want to work out. And what would you what would your best advice be? Um, for anyone that really wants to work out and um, set, you know, some goals from the self, if they want to reach you, how would they do that? And what would you what would you advise somebody to do if they were wanting to do that for themselves? Well, the best thing, the best thing that I can recommend, and what I've done in the past, because I have clients, I still have a client with Evander Holyfield Jr. He's still in New York, and he's. I'm trying to get him to come out to LA, but I have I have clients that are on different coasts and and all over, and um, so that so there is no barrier. You you can work independently and and still and still be fit. You can still get those workouts in. But um, the best way to reach me is not necessarily through my website, but through my email, because from there I can create. I, I do everything. I I create. Uh, not only your uh, nutritional program in, in, in accordance with you know what whatever stipulations there are, but I've even um, worked with clients as far as finding them a CrossFit box or creating different workouts or even um, definitely going through their their whole um, medical history and, and all of that and working in conjunction with doctors, nutritionists. Um, even alternative medicine to create their their complete um, workout profile and program, and then um, so through my through my Gmail, Erin J Morgart at Gmail dot com. That's probably the quickest way to reach me. You can still reach me through my website, but and then the um, website, really, yeah, the website's awesome. You got to go there. It's Erin E R I N J M O R G A R T dot com, and I've posted it in the chat room too. And again. For everyone that tuned in late, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And that's really important because, um, like I said, a lot of people a lot of people listen to the show afterwards. So, to all of you out there that have been listening today, and to everyone that's in the chat room, I want to thank you all so much. And I want to talk about a show I'm doing Friday, Aaron. You're going to love this. Willie Nile, amazing musician, and I know a lot of people know who he is. We are going to be doing a special edition of the Indie Cafe this Friday with Willie Nile, and we're going to be talking about his new um, CD that he just dropped. And um, the music's just amazing, and you're going to really love it. So I would like to let everyone know about that. And then the following week, on Wednesday, I always like to tell everybody about what's happening because there's so many really cool things happening. These I can't talk about yet because they're really surprises. They're surprises. But um, next Wednesday, I will have um, Paul Lavermi um, talking with me about the Instagram um, contest that is ongoing at, um, with Right Side Art. If you are an Instagrammer, like I am an Instagrammer, but um, if you want to be on my Instagram, you have to. Um, I'm, I'm private on Instagram because I've had people go in there and repost things that are kind of personal, and I really don't, I really don't like seeing 
pictures of my daughter on other people's pages when they don't even know who she is. Um, so, yeah, um, that's important. Uh, Instagram is really cool. That Another social media network um, to let yeah. people know what you're doing. Uh, so the Instagram contest is, they do it like I think about every two or three months they get all the pictures and you submit to Instagram to um, Paul Lavermi and um, and uh, you can just put Instagram uh, contest into the internet and I you'll it'll come up with right side art and you can submit your photography and you'd be ama- amazed and it has to be original photo- like real photography like stuff you've taken and that you maybe enhanced or whatever or something interesting and it's really funny the pictures that the images that come out of it so he'll be on next Wednesday and we'll be talking more about that but Friday's show on with Willie Niles going to be like off the hook really fun and um let me look here because you know me, I'm always doing something. Um, let, yeah, let's see. Yeah, so we've got um, Willie Nile Friday, then we have Memorial Day weekend, and then we have Paul Lavermi on the 28th. And uh, next month is going to be really fun. I can't really disclose a lot of things, but we're going to be doing on one day um, a Lou Reed tribute show, which is going to be very oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, Lou Reed's wife and um, a lot of people that played with Lou and uh, people like that are going to be calling in. And uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. a really fun show. That that show is going to be totally off the hook because we're going to have all musicians, musicians and people from all walks of life um, that have played with Lou, that have been with Lou, that, you know, Lou's ex-wife, his wife and stuff like that and just talk about him as a person because towards the end he really was a really had a great sense of what life was all about and um won out with such grace and dignity so he's gone to the next place um with a lot of love and he's very much missed by a lot of people let me tell you that but um yeah so that's what's happening in red velvet media's world (laughs) i had to tell everybody what was going on because I don't always get the shows up all the time because I tend to like to hold on to certain things and then I confirm them and then we get them up. But there are a lot of really great surprises coming up for next month. Make sure to keep tuned. I'm on Facebook as well. Red Velvet Media is on Facebook, but I myself, Holly Steffi, am on Facebook. And if you're really clever, you can find me because um, I'm the admin (laughs) of those pages. So (laughs) you can go there and that's how you can find me. But... um, (laughs) But you have to be clever first. <laughs> yeah, you have to be clever. Tenacious and clever. Yeah. That's right. Erin, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here today. And um, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to everyone before we um, go to the end of the show? And we, well, I'm gonna, I picked a special piece of music that I think is really pretty that I think you'll like. Yeah. Oh. That's wonderful. You did that before, and it just. You like it. I'm really I, good with I, music. You are. You are. You're really good with everything you do. And and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me again on your show. It's it's a blessing. You are a phenomenal person. Everyone that's listening, tune in to your other shows because there's a lot of information here. Um, Yeah. Listen to the show. I just can't say it enough. But I'm, I'm honored 
As always, oh, Aaron, show, I really appreciate you're it. always going to be on my show. <laughs> I'm going to send you. I send you a copy of the of the show too. And what's really cool, guys, if you download it, can you can download it as an MP3 and listen to it later, and download it into your iTunes or whatever. You know, float your boat. <laughs> and that that's okay. cool to do hey, when you're working out. Float you your boat. Yeah. <laughs> you never know how anyone's going to listen to it. You know, I know some that's people true. listen to my shows when they're um, running in the morning. I have a friend of mine well, in um in LA um and he and he likes to listen to my shows um he puts it on his little iPod or whatever and takes it with him on his runs and listens to it and has to stop sometimes and laugh. <laughs> he told me <laughs> because they're just such a great shows. They're really fun. There's a lot of fun that goes into these shows, you know, um and uh, like I said, if you would like to be part of the Red Velvet Media family, um, like I said, just drop me an email. And uh, the email is rvelvetmedia at gmail.com. Or you can just go to the Red Velvet Media on Facebook and drop me a line. Or um, if you know who I am, a personal friend or whatever, well, pretty much I have, you know, it's really funny, Erin. I do a lot of shows. How I started, how I started the show, is because a lot of people were like in the area and wanting to record or had a book they were dropping and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And they would call me and they would say, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this, doing this. Let's do a show." You know, so <laughs> it's really fun because you never know who's going to be on my show. You never know. You know, one day we had Johnny Depp call in, and um, that was pretty funny. And uh, he called awesome. me. He disguised cool. himself as Vinny. Vinny, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but we have we have a really good time here. And um, again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And today again it has been Aaron J. Morgat. And um, you could go to the website, and you can contact Aaron as well. So, Aaron, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, thank you, Holly. Thank you so much. And um, we're going to talk. We'll talk. Maybe we'll talk later today. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Cause we got to re- we got to arrange a meeting. So yeah, we do. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's Thanks, cool. guys, for listening, and make sure to tune in Friday for a rockin' show um, with Willie Nile, and um, have a great afternoon and evening. What's left of it, and if you're on the East Coast, um, I heard there's storms on the East Coast right now, so be safe wherever you are. All right, I love you, Erin. I love you too, Holly. Thank you again. Thank you. You're very welcome. And again, if you missed the show, guys, listen to it later on iTunes or Red Velvet Media. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. Be